Hi welcome to Fix on Friday April 24th. This is the Amazon Polly version of our weekly newsletter, which you can read, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. This is a good chart from a surprisingly average FT article. I never saw the sense of fang, Netflix seems unrelated to GAFA other than it's digital and the stock price has done well. The logic behind GAFA for me was that here were four companies that, even in 2011, were using mobile to reshape their business and people's lives, and compete with each other. As they were bossing the market, GAFA worked well. It's no surprise that a subscriber-driven content business will diverge from ad-driven businesses when the ad market collapses. The main content of the article is this quote from a Moffitt Nathanson report, Can anyone share these with me? Although Alphabet and Facebook may seem like safe places to hide given their market dominance and strong balance sheets, we believe they are not immune from worsening ad trends, especially given their exposure to the long tail of SMBs. We believe Twitter and Snap are even more at risk from marketers consolidating budgets towards the core ad platforms and away from more experimental-slash-fringe ad buys during this crisis. Using recent survey data from the IAB, we are projecting ad growth to decelerate by a staggering minus 2,600 bits per second to minus 2,700 bits per second for Alphabet and Facebook over the next two quarters. This would be a faster and steeper drop than the minus 2,100 bits per second decline in digital ad growth during the 2008-09 financial crisis. We do not anticipate ad growth to get back on trend to normalize levels until 2Q 2021 when these platforms begin to lap the 2020 declines. Importantly, we are not projecting a sharp catch-up in ad spending in 2021 to make up for lost revenues in 2020. The 2020 budgets that have been gutted are gone and won't miraculously return in the future. Accordingly, we are lowering our 2021 revenue estimates by minus 12.5% for Facebook and minus 10% for Alphabet. Given the high fixed cost nature to their business models, we project even steeper 2021 EBITDA declines in the range of minus 20%. Again I question whether it's not better to rely on 5 or 6 million SMBs for performance-driven revenue rather than the tens of thousands of big brands that use agencies? With iconic advertisers like Coke pulling their spend saying we've developed and determined that in this initial phase there is limited effectiveness to broad-based brand marketing when will we see brand advertising earn its budget again? Especially when the collective talent of the business seems to be pushing formulaic stuff like this. I do think that Google and Facebook are going to suffer like everyone else, or maybe everyone except Amazon, but when the market comes back I think they will be as strong or even stronger. AdTech with the demise of cookies there is lots of action and investment around possible alternatives, this is a vendor point of view on dynamic IDs and it's interesting that telcos are still looking for a place at the ad tech table. The new MarTech map, looking like an aerial view of Venice after the flooding, shows the real problem with this industry. Too many MeToo companies, created by a flood of VC money and a SaaS model driven by the ad tech version of trail commissions. One probable outcome of our current crisis is smart brands taking the time to Mario Kondo their ad tech. An agency veteran makes a good case for a reset of the online ad market, hard to disagree with much. Why not prepare for this rethinking by investing some time learning more about ad tech, the trade desk have made their training free. And don't forget to check our guild, a community of fixed subscribers sharing news and views on ad tech. Snap The Q1 results for Snap look really good with all the numbers up, users, time spent and ad revenue, although that was hit in March like the rest of the market. The interview with Evan Spiegel we shared last week showed his focus on content and R, and the results supported that. Especially this quote from the investor's call, total daily time spent by Snapchatters over the age of 35 watching Discover content doubled year over year in Q1 2020. 
Note. The Q1 results for Netflix are good, and with the crisis they will be one of the few winners, as the FANG chart above shows. But is this as good as it gets? As they acknowledged in the investor call, when the crisis ends viewing will fall and the market will be full of competitors. Right now they are buying up any content that's finished, including studio movies, so protecting their depth. All the streaming services have loads of content in development but everything is on pause, so no one knows when this new content will come on stream. And is it any good? A long FT piece asks if we have missed the golden age of TV. One view is that it was 2015-16 and since then quantity has won out over quality. There is also a question over the business model. For the last 70 years TV has been largely funded by advertising. This changed a little with cable providers, like Sky, and then with HBO and now Netflix. But the idea that a number of players can spend dollar billions on content and make it all back through subscriptions looks a little fragile, when most major economies are expecting record unemployment levels. We'll get into this more on Wednesday in our fix slash newsletter but this Twitter thread about Barry Diller is worth thinking about. Remember Diller was hugely successful in the TV business before building internet companies like Expedia, Match, Tinder and more. It's framed around Kiwi but applies generally to streaming. On Kiwi the jury is still out. Latest downloads are said to be 1.7 meters which isn't bad. The app has a 3.4 rating on the App Store, fairly evenly split between 5 from people who like the content and 1 from people who want to be able to watch on other devices and think it's too pricey. But hearing one of their three marketing leads, is leaving doesn't sound positive. They are ad-supported and have sold all their inventory. Some worry that Peacock which launched last week may suffer from the advertiser's strike. The coalescing of programmatic and neutral continues with Samsung ads now working with Spox, Whirl and Omegy to enable agencies to buy OTT programmatically. Merchants The lead story in Wednesday's midweek fix, Merchant, Catch Up Here, was the big news that Google are now offering free listings in the shopping tab, together with the PayPal partnership. This feels like a big deal and a clear opportunity for all merchants to upload their product catalog. We also covered the problems faced by department stores and this good Mary Portas article argues it's the end for mediocre malls and that, whilst the quantity of retailers will fall, the quality will rise. Average is over. Mediocrity is out the window, along with our summer travel plans. The bland, the dull, the middle-of-the-road merchandise, forget it. The retail businesses that will survive. The ones who will come out with a deeper connection to their followers, note I don't say consumers, the days of rabid consumerism are over, are those with hard-earned brand equity. Sounds like our thinking on brand cathedrals. One of best enablers of this is the team at Appear Here, enabling merchants to test retail concepts without long leases. This Shopify interview with their founder is a good read, especially about what's next. My belief is, whether it's 12 months from now or 18 months from now, Retail will become more relevant than ever before. Because what you experience, especially when all you can do is be online, is how important the offline world is. As human beings, we are social creatures. We want to connect and we want to interact. And the arena in which that happens is our streets. One thing we did with Fix, Merchant is add suggested actions, another one would be to check this list of guidelines on conversion, lots of practical tips. My Betinoir is number 15 in car guidelines. Removing the promo code box usually shows an immediate improvement. Social We've been talking about live streaming for a while and it's now clear that WFH has really accelerated. VC firm A16Z have a good roundup of who is doing what, that is well worth reading. 
Cameo was mentioned last month as a place for D-list celebrities but they are now picking up a slightly better class with B-list doing paid for shoutouts etc. Think about that alongside the latest big thing in the tech world Clubhouse, an audio chat room app. Lots of potential. Things change so much and keeping aware of culture is so important. It's why we are so interested in MSCHF, have you seen Boomer email yet? What about Mr. Beast, gaining 60k new subscribers a day? This is a good breakdown of how he develops content. And a fix friend who wrote the definitive piece on Old Town Road has a really good piece on how people like Drake are using TikTok to market their music. If this all sounds a little flaky remember that Dettel understood how people use TikTok and developed a brand appropriate idea that was bespoke for the platform. And got 80 billion views. That's modern marketing. This thread gets into how TikTok ads work and how to make the most of them. Some obvious stuff and some is more surprising. Plus, Magic Leap have had no luck in their search for a buyer and plan to lay off around 1,000 employees. Animal Crossing has put Nintendo right back in contention in games and an activist investor places $1 billion bet on Nintendo becoming media giant. Facebook to introduce an app for gaming and watching gaming. YouTube spars with Auditor over transparency of advertising risks. It's not real surprise that Google would develop a smart debit card to rival Apple's. Facebook invests $5.7 billion with India's richest man to become largest minority shareholder in fast-growing telecoms operator Reliance Geo. Other tech companies likely to slow hiring, says FMR. Google HR chief. I think SEO gets neglected and this Twitter thread is a great example of how creative and how effective it can be. One clear opportunity is languages other than English. The digital-led recovery from COVID-19, five questions for CEOs. Instagram's Christy Dash, brands that aren't set up to be nimble are going to struggle. Mary Meeker report on the effects of coronavirus, with some ideas of what the new normal will look like. Rory Sutherland has some good thinking on how the new normal is a chance to improve the ad industry. In my podcast with Rory we talk a lot about the challenges of agencies, an hour well spent. VC Mark Andresen wrote a call to arms for VCs it's time to build. It's a good piece that has been met with some cynicism. But this piece on another VC firm Kleiner Perkins shows how VC can work. A 2006 fund of $200 million focused on pandemic preparedness funded a number of companies now at the forefront of the fight against coronavirus. Finally, this week would have seen our ad tech perfect storm event but obviously we postponed and refunded all the tickets, and started planning what's next. You can get a sense of what we missed with this podcast with Richard Kramer who was scheduled to talk about the state of the market. Always really insightful and a good turn of phrase. We hope to have him involved in our next event, and he is a participant in our guild too.